Hello, beautiful people. This is season two, and we are on episode 14. Life is a mixtape. You know, you got the good, the bad, the ugly, the pain, the love, the joy, the happiness, you know, the lessons, the blessings. It all comes together, and it creates greatness within each and every one of us. I am Lena, and I'm on a mission to heal myself and to heal others. You are now listening to Lena's On A Mission podcast, and you are now on an incredible healing journey. Welcome. Hello, beautiful people. This episode is going to be touchy. Um, If you are not looking to maybe feel a little bit... um, deep or sad, I suggest that you click off now. Um, This may not be an episode for you today. Um, I want to hop right into this topic. Check on your strong friends slash I am a suicide survivor and I am talking about myself. Yes. I also want to put out there that I am not a psychologist. I am not um, a professional in any form when it comes to mental health. This is just my personal podcast with my personal opinions and my personal experiences that I am sharing to help people, um, help you guys heal and you know, show you guys how I got through things and what has touched me and what has helped me. So I just wanted to make sure I put that out there before I even get into this topic. Again, this is going to be a very touchy topic. I was actually looking on Instagram and um, I was seeing a few um, celebrities posting about a young lady named Jazz Waters. Um, They were not posting what happened to her. They just was posting RIP Jazz Waters. And there was a lot of people that was showing her so much love. You can tell that she has touched a lot, a lot of people. Um, I know that she was a writer Um, for, let me see... I actually did not know her at all until I saw, like I said, celebrities posting about her death and things of that nature. So I did actually look her up and I also looked her up on Twitter because I guess she deleted her Instagram because she was getting some type of threats from her ex um, regarding some type of um, sex tape, I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe that was what was going on. And she went to Twitter instead of Instagram. And so I did look into her Twitter. And overall, her personality, you can tell that she cared for people and just humanity. And I also could tell that she was battling um, depression and anxiety because she did openly um, talk about it, but she did kind of talk about it in a, um, 
I would say, biased type of way, just so people won't be too alarmed. I guess she would just kind of put it out there like, you know, we are in this pandemic and, you know, how are you guys coping? You know, I'm coping with my anxiety and depression by cooking um, and stuff like that. So, um, I actually, you know, I looked a little bit more into her and I found out that she was a screenwriter and a journalist and um, she was actually a journalist in the hip hop industry. So she was known, you know, by rappers and, you know, things of that nature, you know, people of that nature. I'm sorry. Um, I did look into um, how she passed away because I was just curious, like, what happened to her? You know, she seems like she was well loved. What happened? And so when I looked um, into what happened to her, they said that she hung herself and it was a suicide. And that just touched my soul. And it just like, Jesus, you know, like, my God, I know right now it's tough times for people. And I know a lot of people are coping with staying in the house and dealing with what's going on all across the globe with racism, with this COVID-19. You know, there's just a lot of crazy chaos going on around the world. And I know it is definitely affecting people. But it it touched me to see what appeared to me like a strong Black woman that was just inspiring and, you know, seemed like she cared about people, you know, and she put out good great content like I was reading her content and her just her creativity and stuff and I'm like what made her want to kill herself and then you have other people that was going into you know the conspiracy theories of she may was hung um like other people uh other black individuals were hung due to the racism but I honestly don't think that was the case for her only because she did have a lot of tweets on Twitter regarding her anxiety and her depression. And um, there was even some other tweets that was a little bit disturbing to me um, that she was retweeted and it was like saying something about uh, retweet or die or something like that. It was, I don't, I'm, you know, please forgive me if I'm saying something that's disturbing to anyone or just, I, that's not what I want to do on this show. Um, this podcast, I'm sorry, episode today. Um, I'm just like a loss for words because this is touching me because I am a suicide survivor. And um, I just feel like there were clues that she was battling with some type of depression. And I'm just curious, did anybody reach out to her? You know, where was her family? Um, You know, all of these people that love her and all these rappers and people like you know I I wonder were they reaching out to her during a time that uh she you know what another thing too she also tweeted about her being in a dark place and if somebody else was in a dark place and she wanted to put that out there so people won't feel alone so I'm just curious like did anybody reach out to her regarding you know what she may have been going through you know how she was feeling mentally and stuff like that I'm just really really curious about that like how did this happen you know how did anyone that was close to her and I'm not saying that 
um, you know, people to reach out and stuff like that. I don't know that. But I'm just trying to figure out why did it sound like she was so alone? Because she was saying that too. Um, Especially when you have so many people that say they love you and they appreciate you and they rocking with you. I'm just curious, like, how did this happen? And I, I also understand that sometimes people can be surrounded by a lot of people and still feel depressed and still feel suicidal and still feel like they don't have anybody that I do understand. But I'm just, I'm curious as to, you know, if anyone reached out to her. And I hope that someone did. And I know it's late, it's too late because it's like, you know, this has happened. But I'm just curious about that because a lot of people need people to check up on them. To be honest, there are a lot of people on this earth that is suffering with depression and a lot of people don't know it or they do know it and don't take it that seriously or just kind of brush it off. You know, it. we just, as human beings, we do have to kind of be sensitive. And, and I'm not going to say kind of, we have to be sensitive to anyone who is suffering with any type of mental health issues, any type of depression and anxiety, like that stuff is real, you know, it's real. Depression is really, really real. And um, I, I honestly don't feel like people really understand what it feels like to be depressed. I am a person who has suffered with depression throughout my life and I still do suffer with depression it is not as severe as it once was and that uh, only reason why is because I have um, applied certain things to my life and I have worked through some things and I've also found things that worked for me when I did you know when I do um, start to feel depressed and stuff like that and honestly I feel that everyone suffers with depression. If you have listened to my episode regarding how to deal with depression, um, yeah, almost everyone at a time in their life going to suffer with some type of depression because of the things that occur in life. I mean, I honestly don't feel like there's anyone as exempt from suffering from depression. Now, there are many people who suffer with depression, you know, on a higher level than others. And I don't think people really take them serious. You know, I think a lot of people think that some people like attention. Let me just say this right here. If you notice anyone, I don't care if you don't know them or or do know them, um, like if you're on social media or just in your own life, you know, if you have friends or family, if you notice a person that is always seeking um, attention or validation or anything like that, they, nine times out of ten, are suffering with something inside. And I don't think that it should be taken lightly. And I'm not saying to interfere with people, but I'm saying to handle those type of people with care. Um, they need that the most. Um, you, you can set boundaries and stuff like that, but the most the, the best thing to do is to handle them with care and love. Um, that soothes them. You know what I mean? That That's a way of not just brushing it off and, oh, they just like that and stuff like that. I know in a black community, we are infamous for that. You know, we just think people just seeking attention. We do that with our children. You know, we do that with 
um, our friends that we think is too needy or um, you have guys that, you know, hook up with women and they, oh, you know, she's too needy and she's all up on me and she's calling me and this, you know, that's the third you know, that's why it's good to get to know people, especially men and, and women getting involved with women and stuff like that. Like men getting involved with women is very important to get to know people. Um, I know that you can't, um, you know, I know that you can't always prevent meeting someone that may deal with something very deeply and it can affect your life and stuff like that. But it is very, very important to get to know people and, um, of course, be gentle with those type of people and do what you can, you humanly can, um, on your part, if you can. That's all I'm saying. We are human and we are all doing the very best that we can. So I definitely, definitely get it. People who suffer with depression nine times out of ten have dealt with some things in your childhood um I am definitely going to be making an episode regarding the inner child because I think that this that is something that's very necessary for a lot of people to get knowledge on I know I just recently start really educating myself on the inner child I know a lot of people like to think that a lot of people are just born, you know, with mental illness. And a lot of people are just born with depression and feeling all these things about themselves. And sometimes that can be true. And a lot of times it's not true. Um, A lot of those type of mental health issues come from childhood, how the child was raised, if the child was nurtured, if the child was showed love, if the child felt like they um, exist, if the child felt valued and felt a part of society, felt a part of humanity and just felt a part of their family, like they mattered, basically. Um, and to be honest, you know how you have people you're in, and you're like, no matter what, this person is just always depressed. Um, this person can be with a lot of people. Um, this person can have people tell them that they love them um, all day long and they still feel depressed. Now, most of the time when people are surrounded by people that does love them and if they are told that they are loved and they don't, it doesn't like sink in. Nine times out of ten, um, they don't trust it. They don't believe that you love them that way. And it is because they didn't either trust their parents or trust the people who may have said it to them sometimes. You know, it's kind of like, let's use a relationship for example. If you are in a relationship and you got cheated on and the person says, listen, I love you, like, I didn't cheat on you because I didn't love you, or I didn't cheat on you because something was wrong with you, or um, I'm not going to cheat again. It's hard to believe that when it has happened already. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of in that category of 
maybe being around parents or being around family or being around individuals that said one thing but did another, said they loved the child but did something else um, that harmed the child or abandoned the child or when a child had needs, the needs were overlooked. When the child expressed themselves, the child was told to go in another room or leave me alone or wasn't listened to. Basically, the child wasn't seen or heard. The child was not able to cry out for help because nobody wanted to help. So a lot of depression comes from childhood and how you were raised. That goes even for, this is going to be a little more severe, but that even goes for people who resort to killing. And that's, I, I know for y'all, you're like, oh my God. A lot of people who kill have psychological issues Do If you ever read up on like serial killers or just killers in general, and I'm not saying all of them, but majority of them have had some traumatizing childhoods. They have been through some severe things that mess them up psychologically. That goes the same for when people go to the army, you know, um, the Marines and stuff like that. And, and their brain has changed. That goes for when people go to prison and get beat. And uh, a lot of things change our psychological um, just by living and going through traumatic things. It does not always mean that you are born with mental issues. Truth be told, a lot of people are not born with that. Some people are born with it because it is placed down through their genetic line. And I, I kind of spoke up on this when I had my Facebook going. I honestly think that mental illness comes from a lot, especially in our um in the black community and and, and I'm not just saying just in the black because all races deal with this. This is not even really a cultural thing. But I just want to say what I believe when it comes to the black people, because I know black people do suffer with a lot of, you know, um, depression and stuff a lot, a lot, a lot. And I think it comes from the slavery days, you know, being beat and stuff like that. And that traumatizing the brain and it, it, it passes down the line to your kids and your kids' kids and it goes down. And that can happen in other races as well. You know, one parent could have been abused years ago, 1950s or whatever. And it, it, it goes down the family line. One person could have suffered from something and it ricochets throughout the bloodline, bloodline when um, they are reproducing, you know, having kids. And so that's where I think... You know, when they say people are born with, with stuff like that. Yeah, but look at their their family history and stuff like that. Do you see other people with that? What has happened to that person and stuff like that? We like to kind of like label things as if it's always out of our control. A lot of things are in our control. And it has to be a person that is willing to break what I like to call the generational curse. 
uh, when many people are suffering with the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, that means that it is something that is passed down through your bloodline. So what can I do that can stop it here from going in my children's bloodline and stuff like that? Because it's nothing but trauma. It's what the brain chemicals is basically communicating. And it goes throughout your body. It's the same thing with energy and how your emotions is tied with your energy and how you, you know what I'm saying? How when you can walk in a room, a person can feel like if you're in a bad mood, you know, or if you're in a good mood. And don't get me wrong, you got people that can fake it. But people who are intuitive can can see um, below the surface, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about healing within. It's all about, you know, being considerate of people who do suffer with, depression it is very real it is not something that is fake it is not something that um you know we, it just came up out of the blue and these people just uh, you know we like to just kind of be la la land with mental illness this stuff is real so just to recap a little bit on my own personal experience with coming face to face with suicidal thoughts i have actually had suicidal thoughts a few times um within my life um i have a story behind why you know this mission that's a little bit deeper that i'm not ready to share at this moment but eventually i will share um it's it's actually something that i it's crazy because I'm trying, I'm, like, I, I don't really want to talk about it yet because it's it's kind of still traumatizing for me and it's something that I'm still healing through and, you know what I mean? Um, but just know that it has a lot to do with having a child, um, my own child. So anyways, um, just to recap on my own uh, life experience and just my own suicide attempts, you know, um, just me growing up, I, you know, due to situations and circumstances in my own family, in my own household, I did not receive the things that I needed at the time. Um, and I don't hold any grudges or I don't blame and all of those things because I have worked through those things. Thank God, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't, you know, look at things the way I used to. So I've been through some things um, and it traumatized me in a lot of ways. Um, I know some people didn't know why it traumatized me, but it did. Um, I had a hard time believing people loved me. I had a hard time um, believing that I should exist here on this earth. I felt very much so not a part of this world. I felt very much so isolated. I felt very much so um, like I didn't belong, of course. And um, I tried to definitely receive love from other people. Um, And it wasn't more so like I didn't love myself. And this is the thing, like... I kind of have a conflicting, have conflicting feelings with, you know, the self-love movement. 
And I I, I do talk about it because I do feel that you should have self-love and things like that. But I still have a conflicting emotion regarding that only because um, it's not black and white uh, with self-love. You know what I'm saying? It really isn't black and white. So it's you can't really categorize it. And I may be sounding crazy to y'all right now because I'm trying to say it in a way that makes sense. But that's how much of not being in black and white self-love is. <laughs> you know, we can, we really don't know if people really love themselves or not. We don't know if people are operating out of not having self-love or not getting the proper love growing up, if you know what I mean. So it, it's a battle with that because... How can you kind of even know about self-love if you wasn't given that? You know, how can we really honestly preach to people to have self-love when they don't know what that feels like, look like, and all of those things, and it makes them feel bad. It makes them feel like, dang, why I don't love myself enough? Dang, what's wrong with me? Why I can't get it right? Why did it? So it's a very fine line with that, and I have an episode on that as well called Is Self-Love a Bunch of BS? You got to listen to it. I think it will open your minds. But I still do very much so feel that everyone should have self-love and love themselves because I feel that it provides a beautiful life for them and it helps them see life clearly and it helps them have a more forgiving heart and it helps them um, live more so in reality and see things in a more so reality way if that makes sense to you guys um so yeah we have to be very careful with preaching a lot of things actually that we preach. I mean, I be hearing some people sometimes talking, um, you know, just even with self-help and it's like, it's almost like we tear people down to pull them, to try and it is it, sometimes it's conflicting because, you know, you tell a person all the things that they don't have and you try to tell them they should have. And these people already feel low, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a lot that comes along with that. It's a lot. I am one. But anyways, I back on to subject. Um, I can remember a time that I had just got out of a relationship. Mind you, I... I was 14 and I had an older boyfriend at the time that was way older than me. Um, He was an adult and um, he really cared for me in my eyes. That's what I thought back then. He bought me everything. He took me around his family. He met my mother, um, stuff like that. My mama didn't really know how old he was because he didn't really look older and stuff like that. But yeah, so um. He basically took care of me, but he had a situation where he had a baby on the way. Um, The girl knew about me. She couldn't understand, you know, the whole situation. But long story short, he knew that it was wrong what he was doing. So he left me Um, and he felt like he needed to be there for his child. Me being 14 years old, being abandoned throughout my life, going through all of these things, um, and I'm not saying being abandoned like somebody just purposely, but at the time, you don't process things as a child. You don't understand why, you know, um, your your, um, parents have to be gone or this at the third. And just to put it out there, my father, you know, um, I didn't have my father growing up. I was basically raised in a one-parent household. My mom did the best she can. She went to work. A lot of the time, she couldn't provide 
um, emotional stability for me, basically, at the time. And my mom has her own background story as to, you know, um, her own life. And I love that woman. And I salute her because the things that she went through, I don't know if I could have went through that and survived and, you know, um, provided for my children as much as I humanly can. You know, even if she couldn't do a whole, 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 whole lot with the emotional part, she did the best she could. And I just want to throw that out there. But me going through that and feeling like that about myself, it really broke me down. It broke my spirit down. It made me feel like I was worthless. It made me feel like this is, see, this is, this is reaffirming that I'm not shit, basically. I'm, I'm nothing to this fucking world. And I'm sorry if I'm cussing right now. I really don't like to cuss, but I want to show you guys my expression and what I was feeling at that time. Like I felt like shit, like I wasn't nothing. Nobody fucking loves me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody give a fuck about me. That's how I felt at the time. So when he broke up with me, um, I could just remember I was at home. My mom was at work and I had my little sister at that time. And um, I could just remember because this is the thing. I didn't really like to like go to my mom about a lot of stuff because I just didn't like to. I don't know. I was already kind of grown up. Like I, mind you, my mom had me at sixteen, so I was already grown up in my mind. I felt like I can handle a lot by myself, so I really didn't talk to her a lot about my emotions. So I tried to process my emotions at a very young age, and I did not have the proper tools or the proper knowledge to even work through my emotions. I didn't even know what emotions was. I didn't know what I was feeling. You know what I'm saying? All I know is that I felt like a bus had hit me in my heart. I felt like somebody had knocked the wind out of me. Um, I felt like I was in the devil's den, like in a very dark place. I didn't understand it. Like my brain couldn't comprehend what was going on. Um, at that time, I felt very suicidal. Um, I wasn't really like... A violent person when I um, get angry or very emotional. I think the most I've ever did was um, to my mom. Um, and she said that I put gel on the wall. I probably like threw some gel and some ice cream on the wall. Like I was, I didn't know what else to do. But anyways, um, I remember my sister probably was, oh, she was very young. I just remember telling her, like, because I just, I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I was in such a dark place, like I wanted to take my life. And so I told my sister that I was leaving and I told her, don't mess with anything, please don't get into nothing. And mind you, my mom was at work and it was like at nighttime. And I just remember leaving and I was going to commit suicide. And um, I don't know if God spoke to me that night because I was very young. I just remember walking and you know what I'm saying for a long time and just thinking what I wanted to do to myself and as I walked it actually was releasing what I was feeling and I just kept walking and I kept walking and something was just telling me go home go back home it's I know if it hurts right now and you don't understand but go back home 
And I walked probably like two hours. And I walked and I walked and I finally went home. And of course, my mom was mad at me. She didn't know what the hell was going on. You know, like you left your sister at home. What is going on? I still didn't really express to her. So that was one time. This is the second time. This is the time that I actually did something. Um, It was actually in my 20s. I'm 34 right now. And I probably was like 22 or something like that. Um, I went through something kind of similar. And um, I had went through and and I'm kind of bypassing a lot of stuff that I'm not quite ready to tell you guys yet. Like I said, I'm still processing and working through things. So I'm bypassing a lot of heavy shit that I'm just not ready to talk to you. So I'm going to fast forward until I was 22. Just, just know that I went through a lot of shit in my teenage years up into um, actually still even past the twenties and twenty two da da da. But I'm just gonna tell you my second suicide attempt at twenty two. I kinda went through something similar, but I was already in a depressed state. Um I took a handful of one of my family members um pills and um probably like twenty pills. Um and they were psychological pills. Um the dosage was really high and I remember taking a handful of them. And I remember calling my mother when I took them. All I remember is I felt very sleepy. Um, very, very sleepy. Very sleepy. And I just remember um, my mother getting off work and coming rushing. And I think her husband at the time had took me to the emergency room. And I just remember wanting to go to sleep. And I remember the back of my brain was on fire. Um, they had to buckle me down to a bed. They gave me charcoal. Um, they wanted to put me in a institute, but I didn't go. I actually freaking uh, discharged myself. <laughs> like basically, got I was just on one. I was tripping, like for real. I um, I just remember my brain was on fire so much that I never, ever, ever ever want to feel that pain again and I don't know if God was speaking to me that day I just know that he was like listen you ain't gonna do this you've been trying to do this type of crazy stuff you're not doing this again and I don't know what it was because I'm I'm, let me tell you something I have had a lot of suicidal thoughts I'm not talking about just no one two three no I have had a lot of suicidal thoughts and I've actually had some after that but I always remember what that feeling felt like. And I never want to feel that feeling again, ever. So anyways, I discharged my own self because they couldn't make me stay. It was actually the next day. And at the time, my boyfriend came and he was like, yeah, let's go. And my mom was sad because she wanted me to, she felt like I needed to be admitted to an institute. Like, you need to go get some help because you really took all these pills. Like, ma'am and so that was like a turning point I'm not gonna lie that really opened my eyes about myself and about the feelings that I felt inside but I still didn't have the knowledge that I have now back then I mean nowadays we have so much knowledge you know nowadays we can educate ourselves on so much more than we could back then so um I still didn't really understand what I felt but I just knew in the back of my mind that I didn't want to feel that pain ever again.
so just to you know fast forward um I went I've been through some old crazy stuff and just you know a lot and I began to I had already started you know burying things meaning like suppressing a lot of stuff that I've been through and I just kept doing it kept doing it it made me isolate myself a lot from people it made me not be really open to people it made me not like I don't know like sometimes when people used to talk to me I wouldn't give them eye contact um and that's just mainly just feeling unheard unseen and things like that you know what I'm saying like I just I feel like people who suffer with depression feel like they are unheard, they're unseen, they're not. Of course, they they're, they feel like they're not worthy. And to be honest, you know, society plays a major part on that too, as well as how you grew up and stuff like that and the nurturing and family dynamic that you have. Number one, family dynamics matters a whole lot. And just know, I wanted to really talk about this um one because her jazz water story touched me because like I said I am a suicide survivor so it touched me to the depths of me but I also want to talk about these things to bring awareness of course we cannot save everyone and we're not we can't be superheroes and things like that just like we bring up issues about racism, just like we bring up issues about rape, just like we bring up issues about anything else is always to bring awareness. And I think people think that people just want to play victim. They just want to talk about their problems. They just want to talk about all this stuff. And a lot of people don't really like to talk about it. But all of this is just to bring awareness to help prevent it. You know, help people who feel like they don't have someone there for them or help people who've been um raped and stuff like that to open the eyes of people who are out here raping people you know what I'm saying open the eyes of people who have been through some traumatic things to heal try to heal through those things and get around people who care enough to help them get through things like that it's awareness that we have to bring around these type of topics and really not take it lightly it has to be um, someone willing to break these chains and these cycles that all of us, not even just in the black community, go through in all cultures, you know. And I hope that one day, you know, enough people can see that these things can be changed. You know what I mean? They can be changed. It does take work, but it can be changed. And I think that we cannot be um, insensitive to things like this, you know, the things that goes on in this world, the things that goes on in people's minds, you know, stop calling people crazy. Stop telling people they need help. That was the reason why too, I create, I made an episode about not everyone needs, um, therapy. We don't realize sometimes our words are powerful. We are speaking things into people. You know what I mean? People, some people don't need um, therapy. Some people need love. And then they start thinking they're crazy when they hear people calling them crazy for wanting love, wanting something that should be given to them freely. You see what I'm saying? Excuse me, guys, if you hear um, background noise, I am in a location that is not too, too quiet because I don't have anywhere to go. I'm sorry. Um, you may hear a dog barking. Sorry. But um, yeah, we cannot do these types of things 
and just you know what I'm saying be surprised when people are killing themselves people are feeling depressed people are feeling like victims people are having anxiety you have a lot of people that have anxiety because society paints this freaking falseness that makes people feel like they're not enough they're not doing enough and they really are they really are. Even some people who think they are helping individuals have to be very careful with the information that they are giving out. I hear some people down talking the next woman, the next man. Oh, you crazy girl. I wouldn't do that. Oh, you need to love yourself more. You, What are you doing? Or oh, this, that. Listen, be careful with your words. Your words can hurt people more than physical. A lot of people are walking around here with more emotional baggage than anything. It is the emotional, psychological trauma that gets people to suicide to that point. We have to be very careful with our words. This is something that I even had to learn and I'm still learning each and every day. I have to be careful what I say to people. Very careful. And I'm not saying we're not going to slip up here and there because we're human and things are going to happen. But when we catch it, let's catch it. We can catch when we done said something kind of off. Yeah, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Or I'm sorry. You know, kind of reassure people as much as you can. Think about your own feelings. And even if you are not as sensitive or anything of that nature as the next person, still have compassion. Still be careful with your words. We're not all the same. We all take in information differently. We got to be careful as to the seeds that we plant in people's minds. And then we're surprised sometimes when our own words plant seeds in our own minds. We have to be very careful with the words. We tell people all day long, change your negative thinking. Where do you think that negative thinking came from? That comes from what people have told them. You think somebody just walked around and want to not uh, care about themselves like that? You think people just want to walk around and, and feel low about themselves? Do you think people want to walk around here and just be, you know what I'm saying, Can labeled crazy and depressed and all of these? No, a lot of this stuff has been planted in these people's minds. I mean, you, that goes to schools. You know, you got children saying stuff to other children. That's hurtful. You know, you got children doing stuff to other children because they pick up those things from home. We got to be careful what we're doing around our children. We have to. You know what I'm saying? We got to be careful with how we teach religion, Christianity. People like to talk about the universe. We got to be careful with all of this information. It is too much sometimes. It is. Half of this stuff we preach and we ain't even highly all the way comprehend. So just imagine the next person. We just have to, and I know it's like, oh my God, that's a lot. But we got to be considerate. We have to know what we're saying and what's coming out of our our mouth and what we're feeding other individuals. Again, know that we are all, I understand we're all doing the best that we can. And we're not going to be able to 
to you know be a 100% world that is just not having any of these problems where we can prevent as much as we can because it's a lot going on especially in this day and age and this this time in our life there's a lot of stuff that's going on around you know what I'm saying the world right now so a lot of people are feeling alone a lot of people are sitting with themselves and dealing with things that they suppressed for a long time because right now everybody is basically sitting down you know everybody is dealing with issues within you know and um i think too it's a responsibility to us as people who share our stories and stuff like that to just be considerate you know like i always try to be considerate and i'm not perfect i know maybe sometimes i may say some things that's not so considerate and i just always ask you guys to please forgive me because i don't mean it in a way that you know um stabs at your self-esteem or anything like that this is purely to help individuals and to help people see who they really are you know what i mean and look at themselves in a beautiful light I want to be a person who, if you ain't met a light throughout your life, I want to be a person that you're like, that's a light, man. Like, she helped me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want my legacy and who I am as a person to be known for when I leave this earth. Like, I don't want to be a person known to hurt people and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm perfect because I have hurt people. I have done things that I had no knowledge of that I was doing. That's why it's very important to educate ourselves and do better. When we know better, we do better, you know? So I just really pray that, you know, some people reached out to her and stuff like that. And, you know, rest in peace, Jazz Waters. Like this story is going to, I don't know. I just felt like the person that she was like, and just the light that she was putting out there. It's crazy because to be honest, it seems like, when you are on this earth and you spread light, people don't really care like that. I mean, you guys, you may inspire some people, but you don't have people that say nothing too much. You don't got people that's really reaching out. You know, people, everybody in competition with each other. Oh, you can do this. I can outdo you. You can do that to me. Like me, I'm all about support. I like to support people. I like to show my support because that's the humanity side of me. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to see. In my reality, I try to do as much as I will want to see in the world. I love supporting and helping people as much as I can. Doesn't mean that I don't get tired, get burnt out, or whatever the case. So when I do get to those points, that's when I teach myself, okay, baby, that's self-care. Back up. Look after yourself. You know what I'm saying? Look after yourself in this time. Do as much as you humanly can. Don't overdo it to where you're stripping your own self. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to strip ourselves and overdo things because that's not helping nothing either if we burnt out. But we got to do our parts as to to recognize and see people while they're here on this earth. Show love, even if you don't know that person. Show love. You know what I'm saying? Show, throw love they way. Throw some sunlight they way. You don't know what people be going through behind closed doors. We don't know none of this. Let's be lights here on this earth. Especially if you are awakened and all of these things, prove that. There should not be any competition. There should not be, you know, bypassing people that you see that is trying to help. There should not be any of that. These people should be recognized. Everybody, truth be told, on this earth should be recognized. We all deserve that. 
Look at people in their eyes when you talk to them. This is something I have to teach myself. And people would think, oh, you a liar or something. Something ain't right. You don't look people. No, I'm freaking insecure. That's why I'm not looking you in your eyes. I don't feel worthy to look in your eyes. That's another thing. We got to stop judging people. We don't know what the hell people be going through inside. We do not know these things. So because we don't know these things, let's try to have compassion. Let's try to spread love. That is what it's all about. Doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to touch the hearts of everybody. But at least you tried. At least you tried. You can leave this earth knowing I was the best human being that I could possibly be. May not have been perfect, but I have done the best that I can. We are not perfect people at all, but we could do the very best that we can. This episode is kind of long because I wanted to shove a lot of stuff that I wanted to get into um, this episode as much as I could. Because I feel like around this topic is so much that people need to know. Like, it's so much. Um... I wanted to talk about self-sabotage. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us deal with self-sabotage. You know, when we've been through a lot of things, we start to develop a mindset of feeling like we don't deserve certain things. You know what I'm saying? And so we see these things play out in our life, um, really starting to believe that we don't deserve certain things. I really want to get into, too, how I start to overcome my depression and overcome thoughts of suicide and just overcome um, how I felt about myself. And this is going to be deep for a lot of people. A lot of people may not understand my logic. A lot of people may not understand how I do things and why I do it. Let me just throw this out there. I am a believer of Christ. And I say that through my my, um, episodes. I'm not religious. I believe in God. I believe he died for us. I believe he sent his only begotten son to die for us and to forgive us of our sins. This is something that um, I want us to realize. People are supposed to be loved. People are supposed to be seen. I said that. You got to think about it. In the Old Testament, if you believe in God, God wiped out cities and stuff like that when he felt like people just did not understand and love him and do the things that he felt they that he you know they he felt they should do it and he felt that they should do it because he loved them so much right if God himself got angry when people didn't love him if God himself got angry when people didn't do the things that he felt they should have simply because he loved them why do we think that us as human beings are exempt to have those same feelings why do you think people just rather walk around and love other people more than themselves or however we like to process it in our own minds and label it because honestly I don't think everybody is walking or people who deal with depression and stuff like that is walking around not loving themselves and loving Um, other people more than they love themselves. I think certain people love hard. I do. I think people are pure hearted and they are called crazy and depressed 
and all of these things, some people really love hard and really got genuine, pure hearts and don't understand why people are not reciprocating that. Not so much in a narcissistic way, not so much, oh, well, you supposed to just love people and you ain't supposed to expect nothing in return. The devil is a lie. Let me tell you something. Just like when you put out work and you keep putting your heart, your blood, sweat, and tears into something and people ain't paying attention to it or applauding, that's not going to get to you. <laughs> Y'all can live in a fantasy land if you want to. Let's keep it 100. You're going to feel some type of way if you love somebody and they don't love you back. And I'm not saying that it's healthy. And I'm not saying that you should stay in a situation like that. I'm just trying to break it down in a way that we understand why people operate the way they operate. There are definitely some people that are very pure hearted and they love people. And unfortunately, because we are in a world full of self-absorbed people, if you show too much love, people do not have respect for you. Therefore, their love is not as great for you. People have more respect for people who do them wrong, who don't love them. That's just what it is. People have more respect for falseness playing games, stuff like that. You really actually got some human beings out here that's pure-hearted, like the heart of God, that purely love people, not because of what you could do for them and all of these things, that they just purely love you and they just don't understand, like, what is it? Why are you not showing that back? So I think we need to get out of a fantasy land of feeling like, oh, you do, uh, that's on you, and you ain't supposed to be. Just understand the logic behind why people love the way they love. You got to think about God. I think God had to get to a place of, look, let me send my son down there and figure out how these people living because I'm a spirit. I can't really under understand. You know what I'm saying? So let me go down there in a human form so I can feel the reality of it down there. And I think when he saw from that aspect, he was able to forgive. Like, oh, I'm going to have to be forgiving and you know, of course, you still want people to live right and do what they're supposed to do. But he did change up because he understood it is hard for them. And the reason why it is hard is because, of course, the world is now cursed because Adam and Eve. Now, if that situation wouldn't happen with Adam and Eve, if you believe in that, I think that we would not be going through all of this stuff that we're going through. and We wouldn't have to have all of these battles and awarenesses and all this stuff. But unfortunately, this is what it is. So, anyway, just to hop back on to religion. Me, for one, I don't like to be preached at. I don't like people to tell me how to live my life. And the reason why I say that, and I think a lot of people are like that, they just don't say it. The reason why I say that is because people, we're not God. Even if you believe in the universe and your ancestors and all of those things, you are not them. You do not control this universe. Period. You come from it right? So we all operate differently. We all get information differently. We all get healed differently. We all see things differently. We all feel motivated and inspired differently. So how things may work for you may not work for me. 
and um you know like the bible thumpers and stuff that i like to call you know people who quote scriptures and things like that and say god said don't do this and don't do that and don't do this listen if you have a personal relationship with God, meaning if you talk to him every day, you do what you're supposed to do each and every day, meaning you try not to sin each and every day. And that don't have nothing to do with the what you're listening to and what you if you are not out there committing adultery, you know what I'm saying, out there if you're looking at porn, jacking off or whatever the case, if you are not out there um harming people God sees you. He sees all of us anyway. But come on. <laughs> you don't know what these people are doing behind closed doors. And preaching to them is not going to get them to want to change their life. Love is what changed people's life. That's the same thing God had to do with us. He figured out him wiping out cities and all of this was not the way to go. Why do we think we're God? Why do we think we get to tell people... That God said to do live your... No, that's why it's important that we all have a personal relationship with God. So he can tell us how to move and what to do in this life. And that's just simple as that. And if he does tell you to give a word to somebody, it is not in a forceful, harshful way. Because God is meek and he is gentle. Me, I like to... What works for me, and this is what helped me, like, from suicide, depression, all those things. Honestly, what helps me is I believe in God 100%. But I also feel like he used things to help people along the way. For some reason, when I look into my sign, it helps me too, along with Jesus. A lot of people are not going to get my logic, and a lot of people may not agree with me. It helps me because... God helps me on a spiritual realm, to be honest, and me looking into my sign and stuff like that actually helps me on a reality way. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's giving me tools or it's telling me the things that, you know, um, I need to work through and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that. So I'm not just strictly like, oh, you gotta be, you know what I'm saying? Because we're not just fighting spiritual things we're fighting flesh and blood we're fighting here on earth too not just in the spiritual but here on earth and i feel like god gives you both if you seek him you see god in everything not in no wickedness though not in no what is it witchcraft and not in no um devilish stuff no anything that's self-developing you i feel like that's you see God and God is speaking to you through that. Anything that's saying, listen, baby, your anger is getting too crazy. You need to change that. That's what I'm into. I'm into anything that's self-developing me. Something that is telling me, baby, you feel like this because it is. Baby, you have an anger because it is. Baby, you 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 keep kind of having these kind of relationships because it is. Not no revenge on people. Not no trying to harm people. That is out. That ain't of God. At all. And that ain't of anything that's of good. Spells and all that type. Listen. Ain't into none of that. And none of y'all should be either. We should all be here trying to develop ourselves to be the best people that we can be here on earth. 
All right, guys, so I may sound so, so passionate because I am. (laughs) I am so, 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 so passionate about what I'm talking about right now. I'm so passionate. But I want to make this segment about what God says in his word. If you believe in God, this is the message for you. I want to read off Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures because this is for anyone who is feeling like they are, they can't take it no more. You know what I'm saying? They depressed. They they feel like ain't nobody, you know, seeing them or loving them. This is for you. I'm going to read another um, verse. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. John 16:33 I have told you these these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jeremiah 29:11 For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for peace and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Let me see what else I got for you guys. Okay, John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. If you don't get anything from this message today, know that God loves you. Follow what it is he wants you to do. Continue on working on yourself. Know that people will see you who belong in your life. This is another thing. Keep people that love you. Love the hell out of you. God forgive me. Love you. Oh my God. That just shower you with love. Be around people who support you. Who get you. Who get it. Stay away from people who don't. We need you here on this earth. If you are feeling suicidal, please, please don't do that. Don't do anything that the mind is trying to tell you because that's the devil. That is not God. You are beautiful. You are seen. You are loved. And just because certain people do not show you that, that does not mean that you are not seen and loved. Get around people who love you. And even if you feel like you don't, have that you do go to God get on your knees and pray if you got to look into your sign or whatever it's hope all around you there's inspiration all around you just look for it and I know it's hard to look for it in a dark place but it's there because I have done it I am a survivor and a continual survivor because I will not give up on myself I will not Even when I feel like I ain't being seen or heard or loved, I will not give up on myself because I know God loves me. 
And I know there's so much more to me. And I know there's so much more that's coming my way. Because he has already showed me. The sooner you get on the path of self-development and seeing your own self-worth, the more that you will see it all around you. You will get away from anything that doesn't feel like love. You will get away from people that make you feel less than. You will get away from anything that does not add to you and that does not bring you happiness. Know that you are loved. This is going to be my last um, segment, but I want to say this. If you guys are suffering from depression or having any type of suicidal thoughts, please contact your local hotline. I know that there are many of you that listen to me all over, so I may not have the right number for you guys. Um, So please make sure you look up online a local hotline for you. Also, I want to say, be careful what you put in your body. When you're having these thoughts and these things, this is what has helped me a lot. Drink a lot of water. I know it's cliche. Make sure you get some greens in your system. Make sure you get some rest. Make sure if you're starting to feel overwhelmed that you pull your energy back from anything that makes you feel overwhelmed. And start to get in your word or start to get in anything that's inspirational. Create an outlet for yourself. That is what I did for me. I created an outlet for myself. I created Overcome and Grow, and now I'm doing my podcast. I have worked through these things by finding out what works for me. And what works for me is not shutting off my love and things that I have for people, but doing it in a different way and making sure that I don't be around people that don't love me back. That's just, you know, that's what you have to do. So make sure you get out into some sunlight. Sunlight gives you vitamin D. That is what you need for your mental health. You need to get some sunlight. People who are sitting up in the houses right now and stuff need to get some sunlight. Even if you're not able to get outside, open up a window. Sit by the window. Get you some sunlight. Make sure you are eating as clean as you can throughout the day. Doesn't mean that you can't have any bad food. You can have you some bad food, but it has to be balanced. It can't be more or the other. Make sure you get as much nutrients that your body needs in order to operate and in order to be a garden to you. Treat it like it's your garden because it is. And it really helps your mental health a lot. A lot. I have not, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I have not um, been on medication. I've tried it a few times. I have not seeked therapy and stuff like that. I've done that once. Um, What has helped me the most is really getting in tune with myself, really getting in tune with God, and really, like I said, I, I, I look at my sign. That helps me daily, what I need to do, what I shouldn't do, what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, that helps me on my path. It really does. You know, if I'm feeling a certain way. Um, I can look up videos that help me or, or, or cons- you know, look at people who feels more resonating to me, that feels more, more um, pure. Be around other pure people. Be around other people that get your depression and stuff like that and who, who's overcoming and who is working through things in their life that's helping them. Get around people like that. Don't get around people who don't really understand what you're going through because it's just going to make you feel worse. Um... Make sure, like I said, you are around beautiful people. That's the main key. 
making sure your body is good, work out, do some things, find the outlet. You have to, but make sure it makes you feel good. Make sure it gives you a natural high. You know what I'm saying? Make sure it does that. It just have balance all around you. And trust me when I say, when you start to get in a balance mindset, in a balanced way of life, all of the things that you want and are seeking are going to come to you. But you got to be receptive for that. And that means that you got to feel worthy enough inside. So don't do anything that's self-sabotaging. Don't tell your stuff negative things. Reprogram your mind of all the false beliefs that you have about yourself, all the things that people have said to you. Because let me tell you this, hurt people hurt people. If they felt good, they would not say those things to you. So they are hurting inside too. Look at things like that. People, Everything that people do is for a reason. And nine times out of ten, it has nothing to do with you. Please know that. Please. If you need somebody to talk to, please send me an email at overcome.grow at gmail.com. I will personally call you. Please do not give up on yourself. You will miss out on the beautiful life you can have. You are worthy of it. The love that you want, the family, the career, all of those things you can have. You just have to believe it. That's it. I am going to end this episode here. I love you guys so, so very much. So, so very much. Again, send me an email at overcome.grow at gmail.com if you need someone to talk to. Check, um, like if you want to follow me and all of those things, it will be um, linked in in this description on this episode, okay? I love you guys so much. You have a beautiful, beautiful night. Man, rest in peace, Jazz Waters. Rest her soul, man. Rest her soul. I'm so sorry they didn't see you while you was here, baby girl. You are loved. You are cherished. You guys have a good one.